Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Tommy Lee Jones, hands down, this says. This is Oliver Stone, JFK. Now, there's our Hollywood <laughs> debate. I was wondering that was some movie that was filmed at the University more of Texas. Of, more of, yeah, the there was. The house. I remember that one. That's one of the worst films ever made, <laughs> Tommy exactly. Lee Jones. That, that's not helping his case <laughs> in this debate. I love uh, me some Tommy Lee Jones. I love Tommy Lee Jones, too, but I don't know. I, Men in Black. Men in Black is, that's, that's, that's good. Nope. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I, it's easier for an actor to make movies than it is for a director. Because you remember their roles, right? Movies. Gus McCrae. Yeah, um, you're not. Yeah, exactly. Um, gosh, I, I saw a movie. Not a, I love baseball. So he made he played Ty Cobb in a movie called Cobb. Oh yeah, HBO movie. Uh, excellent movie. Yeah, it was an he HBO movie. He did such a good job. In he that. did. He did a good job playing. I remember that. Yeah. And he's I don't know, just a good actor. But yes, I'll take football. Oliver Stone. Though, so yeah, me. Oliver Stone probably more of an impact. I'm just and more controversial for sure. Because oh, he definitely. His movies yeah. JFK. Things. Yeah. Vietnam War. Got Wall Street on there. Oh yeah. Natural Born Killers. Um. Oh, if you forget that he wrote Scarface, basically like that, that screenplay. It. Is that right? The screenplay. Yeah. I think he adapted the screenplay for Scarface. I forgot what the original Snowden is another one he made of recent uh, more recent films. So yeah, both born this day, both seventy seven years old. Wall Street, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, greed is good. Greed is good. Greed is good. See, and that that was way before its time too. We were, you know, now we now Wall Street's like, you know, considered to be like a, a, a basically a, an evil place most long most uh most fans out there at least sports fans most americans they don't have a favorable view of wall street um that was before that tide turned on wall street and kind of showed people kind of what was going on and the attitude and now there's been that and then in, on wall street overall. wolf of wall street yeah the and greed is good our show we like on showtime billions rod billions that I caught is, up yeah, on now. it's in that yeah you're right it, that's it's very much in that motif but then i of think billions. of uh augustus i think of Captain Call and Augustus McCray, Robert Duvall. You ever see Lonesome Dove? The whole eight hours of the miniseries. I, I have not. I, I I once tried to. I think I got through like two or three of them, but I couldn't watch all the, eight. The, I, I love westerns too, by the way. I'm a big western. It's a lot. Fan. It's a lot. But, but it's, it's it is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, come on. In college, remember when I told you we lived that. in the four bedroom apartment, and then I, I, we whittled it down. And I, but I ended up living with one guy really for the whole time, and we would always leave Lonesome Dove in the VCR, and we'd come home from being out, we'd just turn it on. And it would just be somewhere within the eight hours. Watching and, Lonesome Dove. And they would like just that. go go over and over again. We'd fall asleep watching Lonesome Dove. Me and my friends do that with American Sniper. They're American Sniper. I've there seen you it go. probably 300 times at yeah. this point. Interesting. So, and then you're listening while you're sleeping on the couch. And so it's like embedded in your head. I can probably recite the whole eight-hour film. Uh, you know, line by line. Oh, American Sniper is a movie where you wake up on the couch in the middle of the night and it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if that's a great movie to go to sleep to. Oh, but, but yes. Well, Lonesome Dust. I mean, you got uh, Daniel well, Glover's in that film and um, Rick Schroeder. It's a good movie. Hey, so um, we're talking all things football. 
Also, the uh, the weekend is here. By the way, Rod, this just gave me the chills when I was reading this. So I mentioned that uh, fatality collision in Buda this morning. Uh, I'm reading this from KXAN's website. It happened at 4.31 this morning, which that's when I get on that's the road every morning. That's when you drive into work? And, and that is about two miles from the entrance in which I get on. Wow. On I-35. That's the kind of stuff. Then mm. rest in peace and thoughts and prayers to anybody involved. And apparently there's four vehicles involved, but one person caused it going the wrong way on I-35, uh, going southbound in the northbound lanes, and uh, went head-on with at least one car and caused others uh, into it. So they're still trying to met- figure out what went on. But, man, that's the kind of stuff, Rod. Unfortunately, I think about that all the time. Oh, yeah, no doubt. What well, could have been? I know. The, the tragedy that you well, avoided. I, wait, I mean, every morning I get on the freeway, I'm thinking, I'm always I'm, I'm always trying to look way ahead. You should. Just to, to look for headlights on the wrong side because yeah, I, 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 mean, I wouldn't know what to do. You just stop, like get off on the, the shoulder and sit there. I don't know. But but um, a lot of times you don't see that coming and then it's too late. And Pay attention to the surroundings, man. You never know. And uh, Crazy stuff like that. Golly. 431 this morning. Let's... Uh, Say a prayer for those folks for sure. Amen, brother. It's caused a lot of messes on the uh, freeways, but obviously people have bigger issues based on that situation. Uh, okay, so uh, this is I do the same, but with porkies. <laughs> with porkies. Did you ever see that, Roger? It's probably a little I, before you. I know. I've seen the porkies movies. This, that yeah. was when? What were the? I've seen nineteen eighty one was the first one. So I was like nine. I was ten years old. Yeah, I've seen them. I mean, that's. <laughs> It's uh, I, I remember basically as a kid sneaking to see it, like trying to, you know, you know when it was, was coming on that? cable and stuff back in the day. You know who was in that that you won't remember but became famous is Kim Cattrall. Oh, yeah. Kim Cattrall mm-hmm. from uh, Sex and the City. It's one of her early, yes. you know, her early uh, uh, scenes in there. That's yeah. when she was a little hottie. She didn't get naked in there, did she? She had to probably had a body double, something like that. She was, right? She, I think she did, but she was like a teenager at the time. Like she was just a, just. So she probably showed it off, huh? She was probably proud of it. That's what I'm I guess. Good for her. I guess that was on the same line as like Fast Times or Ridgemont well, High. And she was Porky's. still kind of showing it off in Sex in the City, so I imagine she definitely showed it off in Porky's. <laughs> right? Kim Cattrall was actually in a, what was she in Sex? What was her name? Was it Samantha? What was she in Sex in the City? Samantha. Yes. Can you she, explain what Porky's is to me? Porky's. Uh, uh, it was just an eighties com- series. Coming, of, it was the coming of age. Basically, uh, your American Pie. Think that. That's well, basically what well, it was. Well, it, it was that generation's version like of American a, like Pie. Days Confused, Fast Times. Yeah, like it's a like coming movie. of age movie. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, right? They're college kids. Well, yeah, it's high school. It's high school yeah. kids. High school, college. Well, but remember, college. Porky's was a strip club in the Everglades. That's what the the it was based around. Yeah. Okay. The, the it was a strip club called Porky's, <laughs> and then you do the rest. So it's a <laughs> movie about a strip club. Yeah, didn't have college, dude, what college, weren't the college kids involved and stuff kind of like that? Was it? Like, how did the college, was it frats and <laughs> sororities? Like, what was the plot? Uh, for 1981 sex comedy written by Bob Clark about escapades of teenagers there in 1954 go. at a yeah. fictional high school called Angel Beach there High. There you go. And uh, Porky's was, they always want to go to the get Porky's. strip club. They yeah, were trying to get too to young the strip to go club. To the strip yeah, club. there you go. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. I was like, I, was like, I know there's a lot of kids in there trying to see naked women and get lucky. And that's right. Go. That's right. What a, that was the whole point. And every every young kid watching is like, "Hey, that's me. I'm trying to I'm trying to be that guy. I'm trying to get lucky. I want to sneak into the strip club." Kim Cattrall played a character named Lassie. Lassie. Yeah, baby. Mm. Hey now. Someone uh, says that we didn't have body doubles back then. <laughs> the seventies. Everybody just got naked. Yeah. He says, "I just watched Fast Times at Ridgemont." It was on Netflix, so I watched it last week. Still great. Yeah. Spicoli. Did you ever see Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Rod? I did back in the day. With uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn mm. was uh, 
Jeff Spicoli. Yeah. Which was awesome. Hey, we'll get a Rod's <laughs> rant coming up. We got football to get ready for. We'll take your debate, Tommy Lee Jones or Oliver Stone, who's a bigger Hollywood A-lister or had more impact. Uh, I do want to tell you about our friends at Bud Light as well. Hopefully whatever happened in Buda this morning was not a, a, an intoxicated driver, but a lot of times it is. Uh, always would tell you with our friends at Bud Light and Brown Distributing, if you are going to uh, have a tailgate party this weekend, get ready for the game, enjoy yourself, please have a plan. I always say you can't uh, drive home drunk if you didn't drive to the event. Uh, plan your ride share. Uh, plan it care, you know, with, a, with, a, with a designated driver. Please be safe for, and avoid incidents like we, we saw this morning. I uh, want to tell you about Bud Light, though, because, Rod, we're going to be down at uh, the Mockingbird Saloon tomorrow. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it's another weekend, which means tailgates. It's only the second. And this one's actually going to be a cooler tailgate. You know, it's not as hot. Now it'll be 1,000 degrees. You can get out there uh, tomorrow afternoon, get the tailgate fired up, get going for the 7 o'clock kick, and do it with the ice-cold Bud Lights. And, of course, the uh, Bud Light, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns of the Texas Exes and the Big Texas OU game coming up in early October, but certainly the official beer of tomorrow. How about Big Boy playing on the Longhorn City Limits stage from Outcast? That'll be great before the uh, event. Wow. Got your own tailgate party. Get after it with the ice-cold Bud Lights. When you get in the stadium at DKR, you'll be looking for those burn orange aluminum can bottles of uh, Bud Light, uh, 16 ounces of greatness for sure. America's favorite light beer brewed by Texans for Texans and dang proud of it. And the official beer of the Longhorns, hook them. All right, Rod, you ready to do a rant? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butt. All right. Um, did you say Big Boy was playing uh, Longhorn City Limits? Big Boy? Yes, that was announced yesterday after we... Oh. Uh, yeah, Big yeah. Boy. Okay. Uh, but no Andre 3000, just Big Boy by just himself? Big Boy. Interesting. I remember they did do solo projects. Do you remember the solo project of Big Boy? Was it jamming? Yeah. She hates me. He did a song with Kid Cudi one time. It was pretty good. Okay. Seven-time Grammy winner. Yeah, That's but a big name. In the group. <laughs> in the group. Well, in yeah, the group. He, he has a few. Well, I don't know if he won Grammys for him. No. But... He won Grammys for the stuff he did in the group. So, okay, seven-time Grammy winner. Yeah, in the group. <laughs> <laughs> in the group, he was a seven-time Grammy winner. Uh, uh, Antoine, but... Andre, Big Boy, Patton. No, he, I'm sure he's got some jazz, but like most of the jams are from the group. That's okay. why I was like, is Andre, is it Outkast? Oh, no, it's just Big Boy. It was like. Okay, so we, is he performing Outcast songs? I guess so. It's at three Without o'clock. Without Andre Three Thousand, he's just gonna perform his his verse. It doesn't in the song? say what his set list will be, but uh, yeah. uh, a hip hop pioneer. It says here with Chris Delcon. He is in the group, <laughs> <laughs> in the within the framework of the group. It's one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time as an individual. That's what it says right here: one half of Outcast, <laughs> seven time Grammy Award winner, so sold going, over twenty five million albums in the group. <laughs> Within the group, though. No. So I was wondering, like, is he go do the songs? Basically, just his. I don't know. Anyway, I'm old man ranting there. Okay, let's uh, let's hear uh, from uh, Jay Norvell. Ranked the seventh greatest duo of all time by Rolling Stone. It's one of the gr- yeah, exactly. It might be the greatest hip hop duo of all time, but like I said, it's the group. <laughs> it's the B boy by himself. It's, just, it's like having salt with no pepper. Exactly. Like they're the group. We're I don't... just gonna have salt. <laughs> Uh, so I, don't know, I gotta also, go listen to B-Boy I'd also songs. take Andre 3000 over Big Boy any day. Yes, as a town, just pure talent. Oh, for sure. I think everybody agrees. <laughs> so yes. So you're talking, you're talking about the, the the lesser talented member of the group. I'm like, that's. But I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'm not hating. So you will not be at the Big Boy concert at, at Longhorn City. So to make this no, to make this uh, <laughs> no. so this can be uh, you know the white version of this would be 
Hall and Oates, and you were going to see John Oates, not Daryl Hall. Would that be the deal? Yes. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe, that, you maybe know, we can have a more current uh, example. I'm not hating on Big Boy at all. I'm, I'm not. just thinking of duos. Because Hall and Oates sold a million records in the 80s, but it was all Daryl Hall, right? John Oates was just a little guy with the mustache. Here's a good one. Harry, It's like Harry Styles in One Direction. Okay. Well, like he was the only person in like, like oh, yeah. oh I, like we, won, we won ten and... Grammys with One Direction. Like, yeah. oh, Harry Styles, yeah, exactly, won those Grammys. Uh, so it's like yeah, De- no. Destiny's Child, but you're seeing. Uh... Well, Kelly Rowland was good too. Is yeah, she in Destiny's Child? Yeah, Kelly Rowland was in Destiny's Child. Yeah, yeah, right? Kelly, Kelly yeah. Rowland. She had yeah, she had a couple of hits, no doubt. I, I like Kelly Rowland. She had Dilemma with Nelly. Remember that one? She also had that um, that song with Little Motivation. I wanna be a motivation. Uh, oh, someone says uh. Big Boy won two Grammys for his first solo album. That's rap performance. We're to come back with some big boy. <laughs> there you solo go. on the uh, way I'll back. I'll play some big boys. All right. I'll do more research on big I just hadn't, I hadn't heard big boys solo. Here's album. one. Wham. George Michael and that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, 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 I plead ignorance. I'll do more research to see if big, big boys. Big boys is Garfunkel. Give big boys individual uh, projects have been really good. Anyway, let's get back to uh, the uh, rant of the day. Let's hear from Jay Norvell. He went on his own rant of sorts. Uh, he actually was speaking on his coach's show uh, for Colorado State, and he actually made a comment that got Dion riled up. Here it is. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. <laughs> All right. All right. And he was critical of the hat and the glasses, even though now there have been several – Pictures and videos that have surfaced of Jay Norvell doing interviews and his media availability with his visor on. So maybe not a hat, but it's a visor. No, maybe it's the same thing. Uh, Coach Prime, of course, heard about this, saw it, whatever, and Coach Prime uh, decided that he wanted to uh, respond, or at least he was going to put out a response via social media. He's talking to his team, but here's Coach Prime and what he had to say to his team about Jay Norvell's comments. Sir, I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they have said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched Brown and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They unmatched Brown and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they unmatched Brown and made it personal. All right, so now it's personal for Prime. Yeah, they poked the Prime. You probably shouldn't poke the Prime. Uh, but what I will say is that um, I think this is actually good for both Colorado State and for Colorado, I know some people are saying basically this is just motivation, bulletin board for Dion, and that Colorado State doesn't get blown out. They probably will get blown out. Maybe they will, and maybe they won't. Colorado State does have a bye week right before this game. So it's possible that Jay Norvell's got something up his sleeve, and maybe with the world watching, you can shock the world. All right, to shock the world, well, you the world. And they beat them last year, but it was a totally different Colorado oh, team. Oh, totally we different know that. team. Yeah, and exactly. We And, and totally different Colorado State team, too. Um, but I'll say this. It, it does – and I, guess I don't know if Jay Norvell is this brilliant, but maybe he is. Right now in college sports, we're starting to see this. We saw it with the Women's College uh, National Championship game with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese and Haley Van Life when these very talented women started talking trash 
and adding the 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 element of the kind of that petty element, right? Uh, that we all appreciate, and it kind of captivated the nation, and they ended up getting nine point nine million viewers for that national title game, all because they were talking trash and doing the Tony Yayo, John Cena, you can't see me thing. I think Dion's got to having a very similar effect on college football, where there's a lot now a lot of pre-fight hype, a lot of pre-game hype. From, you know, Shadur Sanders talking about Matt Rule and what did Matt Rule's comments that he said in the offseason, we're going to bring those back. And all of this pregame hype is definitely adding to the viewership and the interest of these matchups with Colorado and Dion. And if it has the same effect, and we're seeing it, right? There are as many people watch that game against uh, uh, Nebraska, Colorado-Nebraska, as watch the Texas-Bama game. And they were both close to the same amount of viewers. That's crazy. Because Texas-Bama was a primetime game that people had been anticipating for an entire season. Our Blue Bloods. And yet Colorado and Nebraska, and Nebraska's kind of a defunct Blue Blood, they end up getting close to the same viewership all because of primetime, but mostly because of the pre-fight hype. Just like a boxing promoter. And, and we, like I said, we saw it work with the women's national title game. They got more viewers than any MLS game, any Stanley Cup game since any Stanley Cup final since 1973, better ratings in the Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, 2021 NBA Finals, 2020 World Series, you get it. It was the most watched, uh, one of the most watched programs of the year, period, for a sports Certainly there wasn't a football game. Yeah, so the point is, I think Dion understands the marketing world, and I, I do think if he's not do, out on the grass, you know, actually contacting these coaches, I think he understands how to take advantage of these marketing opportunities and now he's going to bring more eyeballs to this Colorado-Colorado State game just because we want to watch the petty. We want to watch the NBAification of these other sports, which is a lot of pre-fight hype. Um, and you're hyping up these matchups, doing a lot of trash talk, smack talk, whatever you want to call it. But it works to generate interest. There's no doubt. It, it, it transcends well, I mean, the sports page to the front page. There was a time in your life, Rod, when you wanted to be a professional wrestler. And you, no one does it better than pro wrestling. Where they exactly got the right. uh, guys... You know, yelling at each other and, you know, pre, pre-match hype, you know, mm-hmm. acting, of course. But uh, it's all for show. It's all to create the show that this guy really hates this guy, create the conflict, uh, and it's there. You know who was uh, banging on his desk when this all went down, when, 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 Mike, when Jay Norvell decided he wanted to pop off on his coach's show? Pop off. And make a, you know, I mean, that's a personal comment. That's not just about Dion. That's, that's like essentially saying, my mama raised me right and yours didn't. Essentially, I mean, you, you, that's not too far to, of a leap to make mm-hmm. that uh, my mom raised me to take my glasses off. Uh, well, OK, well, then you're taking a shot at Dion's mom. I mean, what are we doing? Hey, true that. So, right, so, <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you, the, the, the one that's mad, the one that's saying dang is his defensive coordinator, a guy named Freddie Banks, who, when they played Washington State in week one, gave up. 451 passing yards to Cam Ward. Bang! That's all right. So and now he's got Shador Sanders. <laughs> the Heisman front runner. You think he didn't walk into uh, Jay mm. Norvell's office that next day and said, Hey, dang, what are you doing? <laughs> Jay! <laughs> what if he shocks the world, though, E? You got the world watching now. They gave up a 50-burger to Washington State. Not I don't chance. know that you can improve that quickly. Yeah, Not a chance. Yeah, you gave up a 50-burger. You did. Go ahead That's and true. take Colorado minus 24. Uh, Lock it up. G- give me that Shannon Sharp again. That's what the defensive coordinator said. He walked mm. into Jay Norville. It's all right. It's okay, my man. <laughs> and Jay started to calm him down. He said, no, man. What are you doing? I got to face Shador Sanders. This guy's an NFL player. And in the offseason, as if Dion needed more material, then in the offseason, they got Oregon coming up after this game. 
Don't forget, Dan Lanning took a shot at Colorado in the offseason. Not necessarily Dion, but took a shot at Colorado when they decided they wanted to up and move back to the Big 12. Do we have this sound tie? Here is uh, the Oregon head coach, Dan Lanning, from this previously this offseason. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boom. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so you already got he already got bulletin board material for next week. And I'm sure Dan Lane's gonna be asked about, hey, remember you said earlier that Colorado you, about them leaving the Pac twelve that they hadn't won anything? Do you remember them winning anything? Do you have any comment on that or would you like to uh follow up with that? And he's probably gonna be like, oh, I got no comment or you know, Dion's got a new program, looks really good, it'll be very complimentary, I'm sure. But that is also bulletin board material that when they get their next nasty televised game, they'll be broadcasting that to, for the pre-fight hype. And once again, America will be riveted, will be captivated by it because it's something about hyping, some, hyping those fights up and something about the trash talk going on in between uh, the two parties that we just can't get enough of. Well, why do you think you can't but, get enough of I mentioned it. wrestling, but in boxing matches, they always oh. get in fights at the weigh-in. Yeah, and they get out of You don't think that's You don't think nose to nose? Yeah. Come on, man. You guys <laughs> were about to fight. Why are we fighting at the, at the weigh-in? It's just hard having dual press conferences with the, oh, yeah. the opposing coach every week. Honestly, yeah. It's personal. But, Brett, you're all wrong. Might do it. You yeah. joking? Brad Yarmark in the Dana Dana White role in the in the middle, holding him, hey, holding him back. Listen, uh, somebody just said, I think College Game Day is in Boulder this week. Colorado College Game Day is there, and right now I'm looking up over Rod's head. Yeah, and they're in Boulder right now talking to Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter. They're, yeah, it, the know, new Stephen A. Smith morning ESPN show is there right now. And you know who else is there? Sixty Minutes. So 60 minutes is now, all right, we got to jump on this. this is a bit, that's how you know it's truly transcended from the sports page to the front oh, page. Sure. And let it sink in, folks. Right now, Colorado has the most expensive average ticket price for college football games in the country. Yeah, they're, they're a it's show. It's crazy. And people want to be there. There's only 50,000 seats in that arena, in that stadium. $517 on average is their ticket price. Last season, it was $121. They have a higher average ticket price than any other program in the country. Boulder, Colorado. Last last week, uh, the Nebraska you you brought this up, e the Colorado Nebraska game ended up being the most bet on college football game of the week. Like yeah. nobody, it, basically no no, uh, no game was more bet on, whether it be bet against or for, because some people are rooting against Dion. That's part of this though, right? That's why he's polarizing. You either love or hate Dion. You're not on. You're not straddling the fence. You're not on the fence about Dion. You either love him or you hate him. Yeah. And most people, I love him. I I roll twenty one because of Dion. But I see why people hate him. I get it. Trust me. I get the hate. I just don't. I, I, I love I, it. Look, I, <laughs> I grew up with him as you did, Rod. I mean, I this is a man who won a Super Bowl and a World Series. I mean, no one's ever done that. Yeah. You mean you won a World Series too? Oh, yeah. With Atlanta? The Braves, yes. And he played in a football game and in a World Series game on the same, same day. Same day. What? Dude played yes. a football game and a baseball game on the same day. Dude, Dion was, was he, ridiculous. He wasn't good at hitting, though. Was he? he was so fast, though. He could, he could put the ball, the bat on the he? ball. And yeah. he was a great outfielder, and there's not a fast. I mean, he's running four two or whatever he yeah. was. I mean, he, he could get up and down the base pass. He was a, he was an impact player, though. 
Uh, and he was not a good think, think like, I don't know. I mean, he, he could, he, he could play center field. He right? kind of slapped at the ball, mm-hmm. and boy, could he run. Exactly. He, he didn't really need, basically, if he got a grounder, he was good. Yeah, like, now, he wasn't the baseball player Bo Jackson was. I mean, Bo Jackson was the best of both. Like when you play, he could be, he could have been a Hall of Famer in either sport had he stuck with one, and then not gotten the hip injury. Uh, but Dion was a freak, and uh, and you're right though. But he's been marketing himself the whole time. You know, yes. when he people don't realize it. You know, when he says bull junk, you know, Dion Sanders doesn't cuss. He would tell you that he doesn't drink. He never drinks. I and mean, people always think him as a party guy. He presented himself as a party exactly. guy. But he wasn't a party guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion likes to go fishing. Dion's a, Dion's a country boy who likes to fish. He, that's all That's all his uh, you know, primetime ego or his primetime, what do you it's call it? The persona. It's a persona. Yeah, he made that up. Yeah. Primetime, so baby. People think he's out, you know, because he was, he was with the Cowboys, right? And I used to cover it for St. Edwards at St. Edwards when I was there covering training camp. And he'd come up in the Mercedes uh, Beamer BMW, and then he'd, uh, you know, be bumping. And but but people kind of lumped him in with the Michael Irvin and the whole they White did. House thing and the drugs and the, all that. Dion wasn't into that stuff. Nope. Um, but Dion put on a show. And another you know run in with Dion was when he um, he became part owner of the Austin Wranglers Austin, yeah. Arena Football Team. I remember this. And and Bucky and I were doing the play by play in the color, and we had Dion in the studio several times. He was coming in trying to sell tickets. And pump up the. T- I, I was told Dion really didn't invest any money. Oh, they team. wanted him as a salesman. They wanted, wanted him to come brand. in and sell tickets. They wanted his brand. Yeah, they're like, and, we need your brand. Yeah, and we want you to pretend you're our owner. And he was, he was there. He was on our show, to selling it, telling stories, being Dion. But you're right. He's, he's been. That's how he's been. But it, don't don't doubt the because the whole thing about it's personal. He's trying to motivate these players who who you know this Rod. I mean, this is every coach's challenge. 18, 19, 20 year old young mm-hmm. people. Keep them engaged. Yep. They get distracted easily. They do. Keep motivating them. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you avoid getting caught up in the rat poison at Colorado is make it personal. Make it a personal thing. They're attacking you. They're attacking us. You know, we are the team, and now they're attacking us. You know, And as Ty would say, uh, what, what, don't don't blame the haters if you're popping or whatever. <laughs> if you don't got haters, you ain't popping. You ain't popping. You ain't popping. <laughs> I will say this, too. Um, he, 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 uh, he said he had, there was a video out, and he admitted in the video Oh, he revealed in the video that the first um, home game for Colorado um, it it ended up generating eighteen million dollars uh, in revenue for the city of Boulder. Yeah, eighteen million. Just as so, so their one game day kind of effect with Dion now is eighteen million dollars for for Boulder, the city. That yeah, that 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 is on a macro level showing the the impact, the Dion effect, if you will. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we will uh, continue the Dion primetime coach prime talk. Also, uh, talked about the Eagles and Vikings from last night. And I have a question for Rod uh, on something that went on in that game. We'll also, before the end of the hour, play around to who said that on a Friday. See Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. A little solo big boy, Rod Babers, a little solo big boy. <laughs> What's he saying? I don't know, man. This Give me song, some Andre 3000. This song was on the NBA 2K11 soundtrack, and I, our Jacob Sanders sent it to me earlier, and it brought me way back. Many, many of times have I heard this song as a, as a kid playing that game. So yeah. there are, there, he has more hits than I thought initially. So I forgot about this one completely. Okay. All right. Not Rod B, not a fan of Big Boy. 
clearly. I, I, I think he's very talented. I'm saying no, sometimes he, within he, the framework of the group, yeah, he, he is, is great. But I don't know individually if I'm a big boy fan individually. <laughs> yeah, he it's is. You can even name one of the albums. Yeah, he no. is. Name me a big boy album. Can you name him? Somebody uh, said, Sir somebody Lucius said, uh, Left Foot, The Son of Chico Dusty was the what? debut album. <laughs> the second album, Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors. And the third album, Boomiverse. Boomiverse. He, uh, Only three? Hmm? Only three albums? Only three individuals, it says here, okay. I believe. All right, coming up, we will go. Oh, no, that's uh, a, The Big Sleepover. Is that another one that came out in 2021? It's hard to keep up, I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, uh, coming up for the top of the hour, we'll play uh, round of Who Said That. Also, before coming out of the top of the next hour, we'll, but Ty and I'll go head to head on our big five picks of the college football weekend. We both went three and two last week, so we'll try to build on that. Uh, also, a couple of questions from the game last night. Minnesota Vikings, we had the debate about the rule with the pylon and the ball not in control and how you could fix it. That created a pretty good debate. I, I'm with you, Rod. I just think it's the rule, and I don't know that it's. You just got to hold on to the ball. I don't know what that, what else the officials can call if no one has control of the ball and it goes into purgatory, as you called it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's in, out of the end zone. Yeah, nobody recovered it. Uh, yeah, so there's, you just, who's the possession go to? Yeah, so they they uh, they get that. Uh, but also, there's now I saw this a tweet uh, from uh, oddshark.com that says, "True or false? The tush push formation should be banned from the NFL." No, BS. No. Yeah, it's BS. BS. No, it, yeah. no. You can't if you if you don't like it, stop it. So nobody can stop it. So and, usually when you can't stop it, you end up copying it and you decide to do it yourself. Right. If they're not doing anything that anybody else that every team in the league can't do. So you but you don't have a quarterback who's a power lifter with his squats and you don't have the best offensive line in football. And then, you know, you could argue that the the rule of pushing from behind could be banned. You know that you shouldn't be. Other players can't push the quarterback. But why did they change that rule in the first place? I don't know. Yeah, because remember that was remember when Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush, the Bush, and push. The Bush push. This became the Tush push. Uh, we'll take your thoughts on that because the Eagles did it again last night. And why are other teams not emulating it? Because they don't have the unique Personnel. elements of Jalen Hurts, powerlifting quarterback, best O line in the league, and Hall of Fame center. Those and are, those and are the three. left guard is who he usually goes over. That big dude, yeah, like you just don't. Beast. You got to have like the, those are a lot of different elements that most teams don't have. They probably still should try to replicate it situationally, but teams don't try to do it. And the quarterback sneak is easily the most successful short yardage play in NFL history. Like it, it you go look at the numbers. It's by far and away the most successful short yardage play. You talking about one to two yards easily. But they just have a souped-up version of it. I hate, I hate when teams like, – I, I never feel confident in the quarterback sneak. I mean, look at the Texas game with Quinn Ewers against Alabama. Well, you got to have a quarterback easy... that's, that's good, that knows how to execute it. And yeah, then, you go in, he that, never goes under center. So he, anytime Quinn's under center, he looks awkward because he's never under center. Never under center. Yeah. Well, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he knows how to find the hole, right? All you got to do is find a little crease and then mm-hmm. push. And then you know you're going to get pushed from behind, and you got this line that just caves in and gets lowest, and he finds a little crease and uh, – He's very, very good at it. By the way, speaking of Jason Kelsey, that all-pro, probably Hall of Fame center when it's all said and done, you know he and Travis Kelsey's podcast called the New Heights Podcast that they do? It's great. They now have three and a half million social media followers. Did you see the Kelsey documentary? The, I know. The They're Jason blowing up, Kelsey man. Kelsey documentary that they previewed after that. the game. Like, if you'd stayed um, before the post-game show last night on Prime, I'd, I'd kept the TV on, and they'd played like a three-minute trailer to this um, uh, Amazon Prime exclusive series or movie well, they're about, very about funny. Jason Kelsey, and it looks fantastic. Well, they're wow. very funny, and they're yeah. very natural. I mean, that's what they're just, they're just, they're just two brothers, but they're, they play off one another very well. 
obviously, and um, uh, good for them. Yeah, they're doing what the Mannings did with the Manning cast. This says, it's like, we already got chemistry because yeah, we're brothers. Yeah, we're brothers. So, like, let's just, now just give us a topic to talk about, which is ball and stuff. It's great. Yeah. It says, love the push. It's a nod back to football's rugby roots. Yeah, they, they listen, they, the NFL talked – at really, they talked at nauseum last season, uh, off season, about banning it. They they, they even at their rules and competition committee, they talked about banning it, and they decided not to. Um, and I'm glad they didn't because you got to give Nick Sirianni and give the Eagles credit. They some some coaches don't even look at all the rules. Belichick famously for years has looked at the rules because the NFL changes their rules every year. And when you look at the rules and you find something that can give you an advantage, utilize it. Yeah. Right. Why right? not pinpoint it? And that's basically what the Eagles did. They said, "Hey, man, you know what it can push? You know you can push the quarterback through the quarterback sneak." I've been now. saying for I don't know why more like, don't do it because exactly, they don't look at the rules and, and they and don't they want to get their quarterback hurt too. Don't their quarterback, but you could do that with a backup quarterback. You could do that. You're right about you can, that. You can, you, can, you can find another you know auxiliary Cowboys player to do, do that with, with Trey Lance. You can do it with a Wildcat uh, package with a sure player. You can. It ain't that tough. Yeah, get Trey Lance out there. He's yeah. your third string quarterback. Uh, okay, so uh, one other question I got during this game last night, Rod, on Amazon Prime. What's that? Hey, by the way, before I ask you the question, I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk Herbstreit doing NFL. I'm really not. Interesting. I think he's I okay. Like I huh. think uh, I don't know. I did just I could, maybe it's just there's so much college football history with Herbie. He yeah, does a good job, and he and Al Michaels do a fine job. Just feels out of place for you. Uh, just a little. It's like it's like, it's like it's like Big Boy without Andre 3000. Yeah, feels out of place. Yeah, just no. out of place. <laughs> just feels out well, of place. Well, no, not to that extent. Like <laughs> we're not talking about Garfunkel without Simon or Oates without <laughs> Hall or Big Boy without Andre 3000 or George Michael without that other guy. No, no, we're talking about – I also got this text during the game. Tell me I'm wrong. Nick Sirianni has the most punchable face in football. <laughs> in all the football, college or pro? I got I, yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I, I agree with that. And we're not advocating punching anyone, by the way. But he that's the test I got. at pregame of the Super Bowl. He was, he was shedding he was legitimate – the moment. Nick Sirianni <laughs> – Tell me I'm wrong. The, the most punchable face in football. And like, yes, it came from a Cowboys he's fan. He's perfect for Philly. He's yeah. perfect for Philly, though. And he, he does taunt the fans, too, like opposing fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he taunts. That, that is, that's a very Dude, douchey move to on. taunt the opposing fans. As a head on. coach, to taunt the opposing fans. You're that a head is. coach in the National Football League. You, yeah. you think Andy Reid is going up to the opposing fans like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Know, come on. Hey, he teaches on different say, ways to skin a cat. It's not going to work out well if you Dion's got his way. Sirianni's got his way. He's got his own style. You know, be more I, like Coach Big Mac. Stay in your lane. But see, well, this McCarthy's is sitting over there like a bullfrog. Hey, he's <laughs> a he's a Super Bowl champion. Nick Sirianni isn't. Very true. I'll say this though: I don't he's mind. Been a it. coach for like an hour, and he's already been to the Super Bowl. They near one. I'd like to see him get back. I don't mind it because this is some people are upset with that because of Dion. They're like, Dion, man, you need to quit try quit being the non traditionalist, right? Quit being un, so unconventional. Be more conventional as a coach. You know, don't talk, <laughs> don't do all this stuff. Quit you know, wearing hats and sunglasses. I kinda like when coaches decide to do it their own way. Right, to, to blaze their own path. Do it your way, Nick Sirianni. Don't be, you know, a robot like everybody else and try to replicate other coaches. Just do it your way. And it's more entertaining. Got to be yourself. Got to be genuine. It's more entertaining. Okay, but as soon as things start going south, or even if they show signs of going south, everybody will turn on him so fast. Yes. Way faster than if you just stay in your lane. Totally agree. And be a good coach. Totally agree. But that that's that just like Dion, right? If Dion loses this oh. game versus Colorado State, oh, can you imagine how much well, vitriol listen. is coming? This way? people are going, they go, dude. This dude, he's going to get it from every listen, 
every angle if he loses to Colorado well, State. We saw it right here. That's Ron. the risk you take when you put yourself out there. We saw it right here. I mean, at the beginning of his tenure here at Texas, Tom Herman's sideline antics were kind of seen as cute. Um, yeah. But as it went on, mm-hmm. with Tom Herman mocking players, mocking players, yeah. <laughs> headbutting his team, his team, the I double mean, bird, the double bird, all this stuff. You know, be yourself, but at the same time. Be careful. Yeah, but Sirianni, we'll let, we'll put that out there for the Cowboys fans. Most punchable face in football. If not him, who? And we're not advocating punching anyone, by the way. Who's the most punchable face in football? <laughs> that is a great question. That is. It's a good one. It's a, it might be a quarterback, honestly. Yes. So it was Aaron Rodgers for a while. For See, me. exactly. As I said, some of the quarterbacks have very punchable faces. Somebody yeah. said Brandon Staley. Well, that's just because he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't even know what Brandon Staley looks like. You don't know what Brandon Staley I d- looks I like? I do. I know he's skinny, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you what his face looks like. Um, okay. it's 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 somewhat punchable, I think. Most, you know, if you're if you're a Chargers fan, you Jimbo probably, Fisher. If we're talking college, football. oh, that's not nice. He's. Making too much money. We'll be back. You might need to get punched in the face. Let's uh, play a round of Who Said That? Who's Coming back. It's Ian Rod V on a Friday. Well, Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the horn. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Oh, this says NFL announcers with a punchable face. Joe Buck. Jay Cutler. Oh, Jay Cutler. Texans fans are weighing in. Bill O'Brien, punchable face. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Spencer like Rattler. This says Patrick Mahomes' brother. Oh, man. Patrick Mahomes' brother. <laughs> that, you know what? You might have nailed it there. I think everybody's had a moment like, man, I want to punch that dude. Get, so go sit down somewhere. At least he finally messed up to where he's not in the uh, He's, a, he's like, oh, have to on take him now. like getting actually arrested. Like, <laughs> if somebody As considered. Like a sexual predator. Yes, exactly. That's what it took for you to go sit down somewhere and just enjoy the fame of your, that your brother now his has wife achieved. Did, his wife needs to do something to where we can get her out of the picture as well. No, she's been much better lately, though. She's been much better. Even, she's what, she's even with her fried, fried chicken comment? Yeah, they were like doing an interview together. They were like having fun, but <laughs> she has, she has. That was funny that she didn't even know that he wants. What, what did he say he wanted? She goes, text he, goes, he goes, mm, fried chicken, and he goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> now she you, has uh, kids. See, so yeah, you, know, you, got, you got to be keep it kind of grounds you. You can't be out hanging out with, you know, brother Jackson because you got your own baby. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, hey, can I play something for you, Rod? Who said that? Who uh, said that? A little round of uh, audio, and we try to discover who it is. This is a. Uh, uh, a Hall of Fame tight end talking with a fringe Hall of Fame wide receiver, and it's pretty funny, so you, I think you'll probably guess who it is. I, I, I don't mean to be in your personal business. I just, I in case in, in case for me, if I want to say I want to dibble in my stash and I want to, you know, take the kids somewhere yeah! in a private jet, you know, we, we go on vacation or something. Yes! Like, what, what, what's, what's that going to run me? What, by how much? What's that going to run me? It all, depend, it all depends on how big the jet is and how far you're going. Okay, let's say um, I, I need a big one because, you know, I, my you kid, probably, I got you older probably, kids. You, so you want, you want a G, you want a G5, G6. So you're talking yeah, about what's, probably what's, 10, 15, 20,000 an hour. At, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Rewind. 15 to 20,000 an hour? An hour, yeah. Okay, right, it's okay, my man. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, and, and if I'm not mistaken, that is Ocho Cinco yes. and Shannon Sharp. Yes. Ocho Cinco famously, uh, you can go look it up, he claims like his rookie, during his rookie contract, he would save money by only eating 
from the facilities at there with the Cincinnati Bengals and staying there, like sleeping in, like sleeping on the couch there. And beyond that, he only eats McDonald's. Oh, does he That's really? The thing I saw recently. He said yeah. if he if he had to give up either McDonald's or sex, he would give up sex. Yeah. Okay. I'm that's need, a bad that's idea. To rethink Not that. bullish on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They um. So that, that's funny because that's that's Shannon Sharp explaining to Ocho Cinco how much it is to, to fly in a private jet to fly fly private. Yeah. And, and Ocho not go going broke. That's how you can go broke. If you say you just refuse, I'm not flying with the gin pop. I'm going to fly private all the time. You're like, how did that guy go broke? That you can go broke just saying I'm going to fly private everywhere. Oh, I go. Twenty grand an hour. Yeah, exactly. It was like, hey man, you went broke. That's how you go burning broke. cash. How did that? That's a great Ron, Ron White skit about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chad that. Johnson claims he slept in the Bengals stadium for the first two years of his career. Was he Baker Mayfield? <laughs> he claims he did. He claimed, even though he made By a lot of way, money, remember so he G- just tried to save some money. I'm sure, you all know this story, but Jay Leno never cashed his checks from the Tonight Show. Never cashed one of them. How about, don't he, the, don't he, the checks have a date on them? Don't they have an expiration date? Uh, he How's never touched a dime of his Tonight Show money. Uh, he now he, he he made money on his stand up tours, and that's what he lived on. So he never spent them. He cashed them, didn't spend them. Never, never spent them. He said, okay. uh, Just put them right in the bank and never looked at NBC's okay. The Tonight Show says that from the moment he, he, he's, he's always been a working guy, right? He loves the cars, and he made his money on his stand-up, and he never spent any money he made for being the host of The Tonight hey, Show, which is a pretty good check. frugal, man. That's a damn good check. He show. reportedly earned as much as $30 million a year at the height of his career on The Tonight Show. That's amazing. Yeah. That really is. Saved it all. Um, okay, uh, I got one Diversification. For you. Or another piece of audio. Are you ready for this? You yes, got, sir. I got one. All right. Um, you actually should know this, but this will be tough. I'm listening. He's a listening. Texas football player. Uh, let's see if you can get it. Who said that? This year is just something special about the bond we have, the connection we have with each other. You know what I mean? I feel like that was one of the, that was like our big part of our offseason, just bonding and being with each other and enjoying the moments. And enjoying so- the moments. You and the rest of the D-line, like, what is your favorite thing to do together? Together? Uh, probably meetings. <laughs> meetings? Honestly. Nobody likes meetings? No, our meetings be pretty fun. Are, are you guys, you guys, is your position coach going nuts? Well, Coach Davis doesn't seem like he's going to put up with a lot in the meeting room. Uh, Coach Davis really laid back, man, when you get to know him. All right. Okay. All right. Who said that? Is that... Uh... Devondre Sweat. Hey, man, brother. Good job. T-Sweat. T-Sizzle. T-Sweat. He, he was on, um, I believe it was a college football podcast. I'll get you the, po- the podcast here in a second. T-Swizzle's making himself some money here it's in the Andy first part Staples of the season. Andy Staples, thank you very much. He's making Ty. himself some cash. Uh, yes, he is. Improving his draft stock at 360 pounds, but it jumping like, around like a dancing bear. I know y'all can't see the video, but it looks he's so big, it looks like he has shoulder pads on. <laughs> I, initially, I, yeah. I, thought, I initially thought he was sitting in his dorm in his shoulder pads. <laughs> he's, he's a, and imagine that guy with pads on. Yeah. Massive human being. Oh, shout out to CB who did send me the uh, Ocho Cinco story uh, that he also bought fake jewelry. All of his jewelry was fake. He never bought real jewelry. But he said people would think it was real because they know how much money he was worth, so they never questioned his fake jewelry. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. That is brilliant. It is. It's, so, it's, it's just smart, man. It's just smart. Yeah. Love it. Love that dude. Can I play this for you now? You're not going to know who this is, but okay. I want you to judge it. This is a uh, – a, this. we played the year earlier, the Philadelphia Eagles fan who couldn't spell Eagles at all. But also <laughs> last night they were excited. So I guess on the local news, a Philadelphia Eagle fan decided to break out in a uh, an Eagles rap. Mm. I want mm. you to judge oh, it, Rod. No. You're a fan of hip hop. Dumb button. Oh, 
okay, touchdown in my city, uh, go hard or go home, yeah, it's bird gang till we drop, rep that hard, locked in my zone, yeah, I'm cheering loud for my team, put my jersey on in my back, know that energy is on feed, dog, no matter where we at, uh, line up on that field, yeah, pound the rock and go long, boy, we walking into your end zone, that fight song is our song, boy, first there you down, go. There you first go. down, whole roster on, can't touch me, you'll never take me out, but I still bleed green if you cut me, like, there you go. There you go, Rod. What do you think? It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Sounds like me on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's Ty at the Betty Cabaret right there. It's not terrible. I'll just say that it's not terrible. Not there terrible. That's, that's, a, that's a fan. That's a compliment I can give you right there. Um, okay. Uh, who said that? Got a couple of more clips here. Uh, Ty, play it for the man. Who said this? Well, Pee Wee, I've been wanting to talk to you all week, man. I mean, we got to firm up the pocket. <laughs> We're setting too soft. We're getting pushed back in the middle. All right, everybody thinks we can't hold up against the blitz, but they're sacking us with four-man rush, one three-man rush. Only one sack came off of a pressure, so I wanted to ask you what the hell's going on. <laughs> that was Nick. Nick Saban talking yeah. to his favorite fan, Pee Wee. Yeah, you go. That was good, though. I love that. I love Nick. Hey, that, that's how you know he's brilliant. He knows there'll be a lot of pressure about the big loss to Texas in Tuscaloosa, so he's going to flip the script and ask the callers questions. Well done, Nick. Well I've been done. waiting to talk to you, Pee Wee. <laughs> all, all the stuff he knew Pee Wee was going to present to him, he's like, you know what, Pee Wee, I'm going to flip it back around on you. Can I play this for Good you? Job. You're going to know job, who Nick. this is. But we now know what Jay Norvell said about uh, Coach Prime. Yeah, he did. Can I play you something? Uh... Yeah, it's there. Uh-oh. On Twitter? Yeah. All right, well, we'll pull it on the other side. We'll play it on the other side. Oh, I got one for you then. Then give it to me. Um, we got one more here. One more, and who said that? Who said that? Uh, you might guess who this is, just kind of based off the question uh, in the audio, but who said that? <laughs> you can't slow him down now. I mean, you watch the tape and talk about a guy that jumps off. I mean, he has – and seeing him grow as a player – is is I mean they have done an outstanding job with him. He's done an outstanding job himself, and he's somebody that I mean he can totally wreck a game. So everybody has to know where he is at all times. Mm. Who said that? He is that uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Well done. Got the context. Is that clues nasty there. Nate Hackett? That, <laughs> nasty, is, that, is that his new nickname? No, no. I'm about to say. Well, well maybe listen. If he has a great game plan versus this Cowboys defense, maybe we'll start calling him Nasty. Yeah. Nate. You, what's the chances of that happening? Not very much. So is he's not going to be called Nasty Nate. He'll be Nathaniel. <laughs> well, the Denver Broncos and now Sean Payton call him Nasty Nate. They don't hey. think he did a very good job. Well, now that's I got to tell you, now that game. Is going to be really interesting. In week five. Week <laughs> five. now it is all about Nathaniel Hackett versus Sean Payton for real. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Hey, we've got our fabulous fifth hour. Oh, the fifth quarter. Fifth quarter coming. You never know. It's our wild card hour. And it's the fifth hour of the fifth day of the week, which means it's our 25th hour. This one could get interesting. Go nowhere. we got Texas football chatter getting you ready for a uh, – not the best college football Saturday. Kind of a lackluster college football Saturday. A lot of uh, heavy favorites versus overmatched competition, it appears. We'll get into that. Also, the biggest games of the NFL weekend. Uh, coming back, it's Ian Rod B. Hook them up on a Friday.